Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, Ian and I are talking about e-commerce flow and how it affects your conversion rate, what type of site you've got, and how you might want to be thinking about how people move through your site to increase the conversion rate and the average order value. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? I'm okay. Good, good. We're not going to do a too long one today because you've obviously got to get up early in the morning to be flown to Portugal by some, uh, I don't know, some conference or something, isn't it? You yeah. To talk at. Yeah. Well, they offered Did... to, yeah, they offered to pay me to speak. In fact, they wanted both of us, but I didn't yeah. tell you because no, because they wouldn't know, afford probably afford to I... fly somewhere from New Zealand. Yeah, I just thought he's just not going to come. I mean, he won't come up. He won't even come, come over to UK. Never mind to fly to Portugal. Yeah, for half an see, hour. For <laughs> half an hour. So yeah. So I thought I will go. So yeah. The, so, so you know. Yeah. Fly me to. What made you to want to Portugal. get away from your five children for a uh, for <laughs> exactly. a, for a couple of days and go Honestly, to nice sunny Portugal? Torture, torture. <laughs> I've got to go for a whole week. I said no. I yeah. I've got to go and sit in a in a villa and just think about the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's business, tomorrow. Business expense. Yeah. Do you know what so the conference is called? Do you know what it's called? Um, I do. You okay. That's good. You're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to promote events you're going to. You're not just go. Do you know the yeah. event you're going to? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, you know, like someone name. going on an interview and going, going, when's the movie coming out? Do you know when the movie's coming out? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Have you got a book? Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> I'm trying to find it now. Here yeah. we go. It's a conference. Why have, why have you asked me this now? You should have asked me, you should have said, Ian, I'm going to ask you what the conference is called. All right, well. Well, I talk a little Here bit. Here we go. You can find out where it. you're going I found to. it. I yeah. found it. Yeah. It's, it, but unfortunately, it's in Portuguese. <laughs> so I can't actually pronounce it. So it's Tudo Sombra. Tudo Sombra <laughs> e-commerce. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, conference. So I, I am, yeah, I, you're, you're, you're invited as a speaker at the Tudo Sombra e-commerce conference in Porto. On May the twenty sixth. There you go. But by, probably by the time people, I oh know we, yeah, probably by the time people hear it, probably be, <laughs> probably be finished. Well, I did it online last year, and, the, did and they? Um, yeah, and they invited me to speak online. We did it live. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care if no one turns up. I mean, I'm not pretending. I'm like, you know, it, they're flying me to Portugal, Mark. Yeah. To and speak at a conference yeah. and paying for my hotel. So it's not the first time you've been flown out, you've been flown out to New York before, which was more of a jaunt. That was fun. Yeah, that was actually quite impressive. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, let's do some more. Fly know. me out. I like the garage, staying in the garage at the end of the garden. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. anyway, I digress. So we're actually talking about flow today, flow and e-commerce sites. So we've been doing some free training yeah. on e-commerce flow. It's in the show notes if you want to grab a copy of it. And the flow of the site is basically what happens to someone as they move through the pages. You know, typically, a lot of the time in conversion rate optimization, we get very focused on product page or a category page or a checkout page. We don't really kind of see how they interact together. Yeah. And how you move through something is very important. And just, just thinking about a bad example of it. <clears throat> Have you ever been to Manchester Airport, Ian? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so in Manchester tomorrow. Airport, I used to go and I used to go and have like before I go on my long flight back to New Zealand, I used to go and have a breakfast in the canteen. I'd go in and you could go to the canteen, you could get your food and you could all kind of load up and all that kind of stuff. And you could then you choose what you wanted and then you paid for it at the end. That's what how it normally happened. Then I came back about a year later and they changed it. So you had to go to the bar. You have to go to the bar, order your food and then go and get it. And then. And then and then go and sit down. And it was just like changing the flow of something to make it awful. And obviously they'd done it because they wanted more people to buy alcohol, but I don't drink alcohol, so it didn't affect me. But it was just annoying. It was just it was just the wrong flow and it affected everything. And there was a lot less people eating breakfast in in the restaurant. And so the flow and how you move people through your e-commerce site will massively affect how they yeah. tend to buy in the average order value and, and the conversion rate. Yeah. And we, I think, we kind of found I, it by yeah. accident, didn't we? Well, we, well, yeah, I don't, well, how, well, did we? Well, I was just, uh, <laughs> you know, I, you I, say? well, I was going to say that, you know, on um, that big car parts where, uh, website you did and you changed the navigation oh, yeah. and I can say, well, I don't think it'll make much difference. She said, I'm going to go and do it and have a go. And it was just a massive difference in terms of conversion rate, the, the way yeah. the flow Well, changed. when you look back, when you look back it's really obvious isn't it you look yeah. back at what we did yeah you know i always think i always think navigational flow okay this is this, this is the precursor to this is and the story that we used to, to say is that back in the day when e-commerce was 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 just first starting you know google shopping or product advertising didn't exist you know product specific advertising didn't really exist Mm. And most of it was text ads and most of it was, was, was taking people lots of display. Wasn't there? Mm. Most of it was taking people to the homepage or categories. Yeah. Cause you had, you had people landing on the homepages, all the categories. They didn't really land on the product page back in the day, you know, 15 yeah. years ago. And then the, there was a lot of, of change to advertising with things like Google shopping and, um, and products ad, product ads and like Instagram and things like that, where people people are now landing directly on the product pages, and so very quickly what happened is the product page became the new landing pages, and they no longer went through this, you know, this very nice cycle of landing on the home page, then going to the category pages, and then going to the product listing pages, and then going to the pro the product page, you know, they didn't they just went straight to the to the product page and and. So first of all, what happened or what, what, I mean, people, people will be listening to this will still, this will still be the, still be happening now is that their product page will be uh, uh, from Google shopping will be bouncing probably really, really high, probably like, you know, 70%. We'll be landing there and be going, Oh my God. 
And the first thing we always said was, well, what is the product page a dead end page? In fact, all the product pages shouldn't be a dead end page, but the product page especially has to now work so much harder than it did 10 years ago because they've literally like landed on this product page. I have not, no idea where the hell they are. You know, an equivalent is like putting a blindfold on a customer and taking them through the, you know, the big shop shop doors, taking them through the car, you know, the, the, the um, you know, the, the, the layout of the store and literally, you know, showing them one product and then, and then put, and putting the blindfold on. Like, it's quite unlikely that the customer's going to, it depends on what you're selling and it will come on to why, why it's more of an issue for some businesses. But basically, the first thing the product page has to do is it can't be a dead end page. So you have to signpost like uh, where they are. So mm. you'd say, you, and this is what the breakrooms do. And they are, I, do you know what? I still, I think I probably say this to so many customers. I still find product pages that don't have breadcrumbs on. Mm. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? Like you've read the book five times, you know, you've listened to the podcasts, you've downloaded loads of our stuff. You've come on our courses, you've gone on our mentoring groups, and now I'm doing a one-on-one strategy with you. And I'm looking at your product page and you bloody no, there's no breadcrumbs there. And it's like, People are blind. They don't know what you know. They don't know what it is. So mm. that's an example of the, the most basic level breadcrumbs, which are the little, you know, category tiles of you know. It says you know you're on the product page. Let's say you're on a sub 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 category. It would say home trainers, uh, black trainers, Nike, and it would show you the little hierarchy of where you'd come from or where that category was. And the nice mm. thing about that is you can very easily allow people to go back and see those categories. If they land on that page, you've got the trail of, of, of where this product belongs in the category. Mm-hmm. And that's a bit like being in a supermarket and looking up at the supermarket and seeing, you know, above the aisles in the supermarket, you see the, you see the, um, the, the stuff that's on the aisles, you know, dog food, mm. you know, and you look up, oh, where there's dog food. Yeah. Like without that, you know, you don't know where you are. Um, yeah. And it's no good just relying upon your main navigation, you know, at the top. So, so that that was kind of where the navigational flow started to come in, and then, then we saw that there were certain e-commerce businesses that had really high numbers of sessions per visit on average. Hang on, and, and the same type of businesses. Page views per session. Sorry, yeah, page views is page views per session. Yeah, and then the second thing was the number, the high session duration. Yeah, so they were spending a lot. Certain businesses were like really really spending like 10 15 minutes on a session and mm. clicking on like 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 15 pages and the average we always thought was pro- we, we, well, i've got them in front of me saying. i've got them in front of me if you yeah. want so basically yeah average page views per session it is like a, a high average page views per session would be something over six so i'm looking at the benchmarks we've got here out of about 40 sites, only two of them are over six. The majority mm. of them are around four, so that would be about average. And then low would be a, would be just under three uh, or three and under. Yeah, two, two and a half, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where is low. So what we're saying there is that understand where you are on that, on the, on that benchmark to understand how your buyer shops. Because 
like for for example, the highest one we've seen is like a fabric website. People who sell fabrics, people tend to come and discover the product on the website and they look around all the fabrics and they like the fabrics and they try and do different things for their project. Yeah. When it's completely opposite to somebody selling um like bedding, for example, or something like that, where it's like the product is is the product and that's what they've landed on, and that's what they want to look at. And so it, it, you will need to understand if they're going to look around the website, that's what you need to help them do on the product page because you're so going you, to get them to the other. So page. you need to go. Yeah. So basically you go with the flow of the river. Yeah. So if people are naturally spending, you know, you know, 10 minutes on your, on your site per session and looking at, you know, 10, 12 pages, help them do it. Yeah. Because you'll get much more out of it. So I remember that that example. I think one of the most extreme examples was a was an art gallery online, selling art online. They had like like three thousand artists, and you know loads and loads of you know beautiful pieces of art. And when when you got to their website, you know the product pages were were literally just dead end pages. You, you there was nowhere else to go at all. Like you you had to almost go back to the home page. It was that bad. Yeah. And then start your whole journey again. You lost lost where you were, and you know, where, but but despite this, despite the fact that their, their navigational flow was really poor, they still had a really high session duration and a really high number of page views per per session. Mm. So and and it's like and therefore it was nothing to do with what they'd done. It was just this is how people shop. They they they're not going to buy the first piece of art that they see. They're going to naturally, like you would in a normal art gallery, you'd naturally flow beautifully around the art gallery, wouldn't you? Well, it comes down to you whether know, the love looks... whether the people enjoy that purchase. Like, like there's some purchases people make where there's an enjoyment of it. Fabric is yeah. one of them, and people are really into making stuff. They want to choose the fabric, and it's they enjoy thinking, oh, I wonder what it'd be like to use that, and wonder what it'd be like to use that. Same thing with art. You're like, oh, I could own that. I could own that. You know, they... what's it? Yeah. It's a nice experience, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the buying, the discovery is part of the joy, isn't it? Mm. Well, if you if you're buying a brake pad, you just want the brake pad to work in the car, and you don't you want it to yeah. be safe. You don't kind of gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna spend three weeks looking at this brake pad, and you want to get in, get out because yeah. you're solving a problem. Yeah. You know, you're solving something that just needs to be done quickly. Unless you're one of those um, car hobbyists who you know that you're really into your car and you're all looking at the, you're souped up brake pads and those kind of things yeah. and then it becomes a different different mindset so yeah. let me just go through the average session length benchmarks i've got them in here so yeah if if uh, the average session length out of the 40 sites i've got on the screen if you're over 200 seconds um then it's high so we've got about three over 200 seconds on the sheet uh around 200 seconds is pretty high the average seems to be about 150, 150 seconds. And then anything under 100 seconds is low. So yeah. if you've got an, a low average session length and a low pages per session, uh, page views per session, then effectively they're going to be very focused on the landing page and it's going to be mm -hmm. all about the landing page. You almost need to think so it's of all it. About, yeah. And if it's a product... If they're landing on a product page, that product page has got to be awesome. It's like a one-page website. Like everything. That's what it's got to be. Yeah. You've got to think yeah. of your that product page as a one-page website. 
But if you, so yeah, if you think you've got to, you've got to do all the things. You've got to get rid of the anxiety. You've got to, add, you've got to create the desirability, credibility. You've got to get a, get rid of the anxiety, the pain points. You've got to demonstrate trust and credibility. You've got to give them reason to act now. Like you've got to do so much. Yeah, yeah. In fact, everybody needs to do so much now, but it's especially relevant for the people that have a low session duration because you know what's going to happen. Yeah. If you don't get it right, they're going to bounce. Mm. And that mm. means they exit the site without clicking on anything. And you've paid for that click. Yeah. So you, you, you've really got to focus. And if you're at the... You know, I mean, I, sorry, I was going to yeah. say, if you're at the Come other on. end, like you're on a fabric site or you're on an art site, and they're landing on a product page, you have to use that product as a guide to say, well, this person likes this. Would You might also like these are the products from the brand. These are the products in the range. They're like related categories rather than related products at that stage. Well, you do both. You yeah. do both, I think. But usually you can put you related categories above the fold yeah. easily and get them into yeah. the site. You do. You, you want to get it quite high up because, you know, just think about it from this perspective. You know, you know if, they're not, if they're not ready, if they haven't found the right <clears throat> shade of fabric, you know, or particular, you know, type of pattern of material, they're not bothered yet about where, when it's going to come. You know, mm. what's the return policy? They're not even bothered about how much it is. Yeah. You know, they want to find the right product. So that's, that's the first step is helping them find the right product. The second important thing about Flow, and I was looking at this the other day, you gave me a site to look at yesterday um, who was selling furniture, and it was a kind of customizable furniture. And the Flow needs to take the customer from where they are at the at the time in the landing to where you want them to be. And this guy had just got a new site and the old site was, you know, maybe it wasn't looking as nice as the new site, but it had lost some of the flow elements. And the, what I mean by that is, lost it all. is that it like, they needed to kind of be like, well, I'm looking for a piece of furniture. I need to look at it like that. Oh, this furniture can then do, can be customized. And I can then have it like I want. But I kind of like the idea of the first furniture. I mean, maybe I'm not explaining it very well. But what happened was on the new site, it had kind of gone straight to the customization without convincing them that they actually wanted the piece of furniture first. So it's it, you've got to understand what your customer is when they land on the site, how they're thinking of buying. And if you're... Like it's basically like you kind of know they would like to buy in the way that you sell and the way you actually deliver. But if they aren't landing on the page with that belief, you have to take them from one to the other. And that, that's probably a little bit subtle to kind of communicate on a podcast. But the f- that is difficult. Yeah. I mean, I know exactly what, yeah, what, I've done a video what you. website you're looking at. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I went through it with the client today and I don't. Understand. But there is a podcast. No, I do understand. We did it, a podcast on bridging to the customer, which was a while back. Yeah. Where we talked about that. We talked about effectively understanding where the customer is when they land in terms of their education level and what they expect. And then we're using that so like the, we, we gave examples of if yeah. you're in a, if you're selling something that's expensive that people have never bought before like a safe you have to kind of educate them to get the product whereas if you're selling something that otherwise it's, like yeah, a, a paradox of choice yeah. and they go oh, i don't know what to go yeah and, and you and the worst thing you can do in lots of times is is you know with, with something like that like a safe you know lots of websites have the equivalent of you know a customer walks in the shop 
you know, and, you, and you've got this big thick brochure, you know, 500 pages, and you just like literally just throw it at them. So, right, there you are, mate, go sit over there. Yeah. Which safety you are doing if you you're just, like, well, I don't really know what's going to yeah, fit my wall, and, and it's quite important for me to get it right. And what if I install something and then can't get it open, and you know, like lose the key? And there's all this stuff. So you, you think about there's lots of there's lots of these sorts of little wizard configurators now, which is which if they're done well can be really really good. Yeah. Um, I think I think to kind of summarize, not, not that I want to finish, but the navigational flow is. When we say navigational flow, we don't just mean your categories, yeah, and your subcategories. Yeah. We're not. We're talking about about making it a seamless experience where somebody can naturally flow in and out. Um, you know, from from wherever they are, from the product page, from from the bottom of the product page, they can see the related categories. They can see people of what what people have searched for when they got to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they can they can click on things in the description that takes them through to other categories. Like it's like it should be navigational flow is a is really a philosophy that you're helping people glide in the right way. And you know what? I I, I just want to say one one thing before I forget was that. We talk quite a lot in the past about how businesses like Wayfair and and Made.com had had done a new technique so that you know with Google Shopping, because Google Shopping has to take people to the product page, um, they found that that people were bouncing. So when, when they went to the product page from Google Shopping, like for like red rug, you know, that you know, they're not gonna buy the first red rug they land on. And so what Wayfair did is they took them to a page and you can go and test this now, go into Google shopping and, and look at red rug, Wayfair red rug. And you'll see that it has a, a, a special dynamic product page where it's almost like a category page and they've got the product at the top. Yeah, bigger. And bigger, big, big, so the product, at the t bigger product at the top. You can, cause obviously in Google shopping, you, in order to, you know, allow, allow it to be, legal for google you have to allow people to buy the product that they land on for the price that you've advertised it in google shopping otherwise they'll remove you from the feed eventually mm. so what wayfair did is said, well okay this is the product you clicked on it's at the top you can buy it there but underneath it look it looks like a normal category so if you imagine if you if you click on a red rug from google shopping you know google shopping's decided oh randomly i'm going to find one random red mm -hmm. rug it doesn't necessarily know you could sell hundreds of red rugs um, they're not going to click on the first, buy the first product they they land on. Does that make sense, Mark? Have I said that? Yeah. Right? Well, basically, is in those in those industries what they're trying to do is they know that people are kind of clicking around on Google Shopping, and what they want to do is give you a, a better selection of rugs to click on than Google Shopping's got. So you come onto the product uh, the product page, which is kind of like a category page with a big product at the top, and then have other options around that to look at, and that can work really really mm -hmm. well, uh, unless it. Unless it, it doesn't. Unless it yeah. doesn't. Well, that's it. So I think that was what, what surprised us. Yeah. So we rolled this out on probably about half a dozen sites now. And on on the ones that the session duration was high and the average page views per session was high, much, much higher than average, it worked well yeah. because it, it really helped that navigational flow. But the sites where the average session duration was low and the page views were low, it reduced conversion rate mm. because 
because it, it generally is you it's a bit like the argument of the quick buy on the category page or the quick view you know the quick buy quick view yeah. quick where what you know where it kind of pops up you, you're on a category page you've got all the products there and there's this quick quick view and you press mm. this and it opens up this little like pop a mini up and, product and you're kind of showing a limited view, version and 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 that's we've seen that really kill conversion rate as well mm. and it's the same thing that you're just hiding the real good stuff on the product page like the amazing amazing images the great reviews you know the frequently asked questions yeah you know all those kind of amazing things and all that you know the, the anxiety producing stuff so it just doesn't it doesn't make sense so you only basically go with the flow of the river so if you see if you see that you're naturally getting a really good session uh, you know high high number of page views per session then enhance yeah. it but if you're not i would have to say the only thing i would say about that is because you've we've said this before and we're working with a gifting company and they had a really low session um page views per session and i think actually it was pr probably because they they literally had it was their site was a dead end like all the product pages was a complete dead end page there was nowhere else mm. to go so well, in that out, case, in it? case you look at other gifting websites we had access to and we'd go, well, what's the average for the gifting websites? And you look at that one, you go, well, that's art. People should be looking around more than this on your website. Yeah. So therefore you're doing mm. something wrong. Or do we find that it's low pages per session and all the, the your websites we've got to look at? Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of looking into the nuances of that and then working out if that is the way the industry is or whether that you've got a mistake on the site. Yeah. I've got something else I just want to mention as well. This might help people. Is the, the we always talk about bounce rate, mm. you know, and bounce rate is a really important stat. And and just to remember what the overall bounce because if because if the the bounce rate is your site is too high, it's bad. You know, it's, it's not good. Mm. It's bad. It's like someone coming into your shop and walking out. You know, if you had a physical bricks and mortar store, they're walking in and you know they're walking out. You're like what? Mm. Like why are they just why are they all leaving? They're not doing anything. It's weird. So the overall bounce rate should be less than forty percent. So that's what we're looking for. That's our average default benchmark. Mm. Bounce mate, bounce rate forty percent is average. So the homepage bounce rate should be less than twenty five percent. And the product, the category pages should be less than forty forty five percent, forty percent. Let's mm. say change my opinion on that one and then the product one should be less than 60. so that that's that that's also very that's very relevant to navigational flow because if your bounce rate's too high you need to know well what what, what where you know where are they stopping mm. it where who are they landing where are they landing how many people land on the product pages how many people land on the home pages how many people land on the category and and you know and what's the bounce rate of each yeah, one it's more it, and you can see yeah, it can't it's you? more about like how do they want to shop and how am I stopping them from shopping in the way they want to shop? You know, that's that's the question you've got to mm. ask yourself. Um, it's interesting how, um, you know, I think kind of one of the first things we always do, we do, we always look at the navigational flow, actually. Mm. You know, what's the navigational, you know, summary? Yeah, that is pretty much the first you thing know, I, look at. The yeah, I look at the homepage and I look it, at what, it, yeah. how, they, how they're moving through the homepage because that can gives me, an, you can tell it so just much. gives you an idea of where the main, the main pages are on the site as well. The other yeah. the other thing about flow, we'll just do this add just this quickly at the end, is what happens after the add to the basket. Because um 
you know, a lot of people, it, it, this is one of the typical things that everybody does one size fits all. And then people have got a website and they go, well, well what happens when they add a basket? And they probably come and say, well, I don't know. And they goes, well, it, you know, what's the theme you've got? And all oh, it comes up on the side or there's a pop-up comes out or it takes you to the, the, the cart page or it takes me directly to the checkout. And often the reason why that's happened and the reason it's been, it's been developed like that is just because of randomness. You know, you've chosen an agency that always does that. You've chosen a theme that's built like that. Um, but what you do after someone adds something to the cart is important to the flow to whether they're actually going to convert or not. Because where you take them will affect the average order value and the conversion rate. So it it it, it you look at how yeah. many things well, are per basket. The yeah yeah. I think I think the you know the the classic one which I've said loads of times. I mean, in in Magento two, the default thing on Magento two, and I think there's loads of stories for Shopify and Big Commerce as well. But um, that when you click on the mini basket, it it takes you're able to go into the so you know you've added something to the basket. It doesn't necessarily take you to the basket if it, that you're saying it should take if if you if your average number of items per order is one take them straight to the basket on the event of clicking add to basket you know don't leave them mm -hmm. just take them mm -hmm. to the basket but but so but either way you know a lot of people have the little mini baskets and you know on the you know on the, yeah. in the header you know when you click that and it opens up this little you know mini basket drop down and and or in the mobile it normally slides in or something like that and 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 a lot of time, like you say, it's driven by the theme. And you know, Magento too. It, it loads of people do this, and you can go straight to the checkout from the mini basket, yeah. and it's very easy to you know, and you miss the basket completely. I think the main call to action is actually taking people to the checkout. And so you know, just think about it. They're adding, they, you know, they're navigating through the site. They've added to basket. They're, you know, they're not ready to buy yet. We haven't answered their anxieties yet. You know, they're not quite ready. They're sort of building the basket. And the first thing they do is they click in the, the you know, the little mini basket and they click the, what they think is the call to action. It takes them to the checkout. And what's the checkout? A horrible, massive form of questions mm. asking them for their email address, their password, their username, their address, their credit. I mean, you know, they're not ready. So you, we don't skip the bloody basket because that's where we, we, you know, the sale is not yet mm. done. That's part of navigational flow. I mean, that's what we did for Naked Wines. I mean, Christ, mm. revolutionized, revolutionized Naked Wines. Single-handedly <laughs> grew Naked Wines from zero. Well done. <laughs> Every time we sell the story, yeah, we, get, we get more dramatic about Adrian that. Adrian who where people won't know. It's like, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, listen. I'm sure everybody does. <laughs> sure everybody listens to this yeah so yeah. It, but it's it's kind of like understanding how your shoppers buy have a really good idea of how people sh how people buy on the site and then don't just implement stuff for the sake of it like when you go to a new site have have a look at the old flow and have a look at the new flow and be at least be aware of what you're changing at the very least know what you're changing mm. and decide maybe to yeah. not change as many things at once all at the same time you go well if the flows does that that's what i'm going to do the flow on the new side i can change it later yeah but i'm going to keep as many things as 
same as, as possible. And remember, remember the following thing, right? That the average amount of time people buy from an e-commerce, your e-commerce site, on average, is like one point two times a year. Like that's average. Yeah. So they're not coming to your site every month. So when they do come, what do they want? They want they want trust and credibility, you know, and they want it, they want to be they want to get rid of any anxiety. So that the whole notion that the that the checkout, for example, has got to be you know a, a three step checkout is better than a five step checkout. You know, or let's skip the baskets and make it easy. Like it's absolute bullshit. Mm. You know, the only time that becomes relevant is if let's say you let's say you're Tesco and you're selling groceries online and you're you know people are coming in every week and they want to get in get out quick because they're doing it all the time well that's when that kind of you know plays an argument but if they're only buying from your website you know once a year you know maybe one point you know maybe twice a year if we're lucky it, it, you know the whole thinking, the whole notion between, but you're going to magically revolutionise your checkout because you're going to go from a one. It's just, it's all, it's all mm. bullshit. It's also part of the flow. Like I was, there was a, there's a company we we're working with that sells glasses, and like they, they, you know, they 35 percent of people check out who've added some glasses to the basket, but you know, obviously there's 65 percent of people that don't, and of those 65 percent of people if we got the email address of some of those people earlier and had maybe a one-step email and then asked the other stuff, we'd probably get a lot more sales because we could actually follow up with them. They can kind of Hmm. flush out the questions they had. So it's all understanding about what. You know what? You said, you said the navigational flow was a really quick, (laughs) easy topic, but 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 it's, it's massive. massive. Because if you think about navigational flow, it is literally conversion rate. Well, it's not, it's not. That's what it is. well, because you've got the because, stuff on the page no, it is because, that you're communicating. No, because it is. The, re- <laughs> the reason why it is, is because it's it's add to basket. Yeah. It's basket, it's checkout, it's checkout to order. That that whole piece there is navigation. Well, it's like the five five salespeople, and it, but the flow is how it, how, how it moves between them, how it moves between them. So if you, if you go back to the five salespeople, mm. which we talk about individually, the flow is then how how they all work together as a team and and that's really the the kind of like it's like the sixth musketeer isn't it what was you, there's five <laughs> what the six well what there's five the salespeople, two? which is the you know the greeter the add to basket the basket to order the aov and the lifetime customer value and then the sixth one is the flow how it all mixes together so it's kind of like you know maybe it's yeah i see yeah anyway anyway i'll let you fly to portugal and i'll I'll speak to you later okay awesome okay bye